What's up, Sam? All right, we got Bam here waiting on Eve, and then we'll get started with this uh, the episode. Did you watch the game last night? I did. Is my noise distracting right now? No, it's fine. We're good. You're not. You're not hearing any uh, car noise. No, you're good. All right, cool. Yeah, I did watch the game. Um, I kind of got like blacked out, drunk though, so I don't really remember that much. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I, I actually I didn't. I barely watched like any of it. I it's, it's I think like Denver's the better team, and I haven't gotten a whole lot of joy out of watching it when I have. It's a shitty finals. It really is. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the, both teams definitely deserve to be there. They've been through the like the rounds. I mean, like it's I mean, Jokic is going to end up going through, even though it it sounds kind of stupid to say, but he is going to end up going through. You know, Davis, LeBron, KD, and Booker, plus Butler on his way there, and Butler's obviously beaten basically like every good team in the in the East. Um, but they're not going to. I don't think they've played in a game six, right? They've basically destroyed everybody. Uh, Denver beat Phoenix in six. Right. So that would have been. I it. think that's it. Yeah, I mean, I I assume they're going to close out on Monday, but. Hundred percent. Miami knows their shot. Yeah, they're just not. They're just not talented enough. But I guess look, if you're Miami. You obviously have to re-sign, or you think they'll probably re-sign Vincent and Struess, but at least now you know, in a lot of ways, the team really doesn't need Hero, and that's at least a big salary piece that you could just move for someone. That's going to be tough. Yeah, like Daniel Lillard. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, I mean, he's probably will be the centerpiece of the focus of this podcast, which is which is Damian Lillard, where who has managed to destroy, you know, the the topic of trading for Dame is destroying group chats and Twitter and all that and more. Uh, and everyone, I think, in this group kind of has a different feel about trading for uh, for Lillard. Eve, do you want to do you want to kick it off, or would you rather respond to me and Bam to talk about it? I I'll, I'll kick it off because I'll I'm the one that's going to get everyone angry, and and, and that makes for a good so, podcast. No, no, you're not. So here's the thing. I agree. Most we all agree with you. I don't think anybody actually wants Dame. I just think you're refusing to have any nuance in regards to the conversation. Because it only could go bad. Understand, Dame is not is not Chris Paul. He's not a crafty old wily create plays. You know, actually be a guy who could help your offense look like it's supposed to look like. That's not what Dame does. Dame, out of nowhere, I mean, he's like the shooting obviously will travel. He'll he'll be able to do that. But what happens when the threat of him going by you no longer exists? Where guys who could just pick him up at half court, that, that's his range. He's There's no chance he's going by me. Eve, can, can I ask? I wanted. To, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I am interrupting. But I, I just want to ask you a, a a question about the whole Dame situation. Do you like because so I like. I mean, if people haven't seen Eve's tweets, well, first of all, they should follow him. But but I think. But Eve's general opinion on this is, you know, I'd rather trade for, which I think we all agree, would rather trade for 
a 20, like, 5 to 28, 29-year-old star than a 30, a guy who's about to turn 33, which I, like, I think we are, we're all in agreement about. I guess my thing is, do we really feel like that's, or like, a realistic, like, option? And I don't say that, I don't say that, you know, condescendingly. Like, I just, like, look, you, you're right in the sense that the NBA is a fickle league, and one day a player's happy, and the next day they're not. And the Nets have consistently been, especially recently, on the big board for where free agents want to go. I just, I just don't like. I, I guess my thing is that if you if you make the proper Dame trade, you should hopefully have enough assets left to still make a third move. It may not be for a super duper star like a Shea or a Luca, but you should still be able to get somebody else who's who's good. But I guess your thing is really just like preaching patience right now. It, and it's see, I, I don't want to. You have to preach. You have to say patience, because that's just a part of the process. But the the real thing is, you need to be opportunistic for that. Like, who would have thought Ben Simmons was gonna be on our team when when we signed Kyrie and KD? How many wrong turns that had to happen for for Ben Simmons to be on our team? Not just wrong turns in terms of what happened with the Nets. But what's happening in the landscape of the NBA? So, if if that is a a potentiality, then you should be you should wait for the perfect situation because guess what? Perfect situations appear for us, and I'll tell you why. I'm in your neighborhood right now, Sam. Not yep. not, not stalking you. Who's <laughs> over here? Stalking um, what? But um, I'm 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 in your hood. And I could, I could just sit here parking, parked up, trying not to be a helicopter parent, watching Trey, you know, get busy. I, I just let him live his life, but parked up in your neighborhood, thinking, how did so many beautiful women just concentrate into one spot? But that's not, wouldn't be true. <laughs> it's all over New York City. I, I, I now understand why you live here, Sam. I. And and athletes want to come to the city to play and try to win. And and they and, and in specific they want to come to the Nets. That's gonna happen for us. Like where's Luca going? But like maybe the Lakers, right? Maybe, but they're probably in Cap Hell. They're probably not as attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like having having Mikael Bridges, I really believe he's like the new ambassador in the NBA. Like, dude, yeah. love him for whatever reason, right? Am, am I exaggerating that? No, I, I mean, think so. <laughs> yeah, bam, go ahead. I think so. I think this is just like a unique thing where these two guys happen to have a relationship. I don't think anybody else is knocking down doors to play with Mikael Bridges. Yo, he got voted. Um, well, he got votes for uh, um, anonymous player, uh, 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 most underrated player. Yeah, but like the most underrated guy's not great. Fair. That means like people think you're kind of good. The, the the thing is like we have to just understand like if they get Lillard it's more than just basketball it's a business of basketball decision too they're you know i'm what? sure their tickets right, are going well the nets don't have a fan base like no i don't like 
this the Nets don't have a fan base. They have the smallest fan base of any New York team by far. So yes, when we had Durant and Irving, the building was filled. I don't think like I think if they went a year and they start losing out of the gate, that building is gonna be, you know, thirteen, fourteen thousand people in there. Yeah. And they don't want that. They didn't I got calls from the Nets for season tickets this year. That that means things aren't going well. Yeah, I did too. So, you know, to be fair, the Wizards were calling me as well. Yeah, you, you know why? Because nobody goes to Wizards games either. <laughs> so it's you know the, the Nets. Unfortunately, as fans, they do worry about the the bottom line. And Dame Lillard, for at least two years, is going to come in here. He's going to score thirty. He's going to make them competitive. And people are going to show up to the arena. No one is so, buying. No one buys a ticket to go watch Mikael Bridges. So I guess. So I guess here's the thing. Like, if let's say you get, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the best way to respond to what both of you guys are. Have and, said. And so Sam, I, mean, I, I I just want to say that that actually is a really really good reason. Like not not even a good reason. The good reason you do what's best for the team and the and the and the product and and the growth of that product and that product's potentiality, but what 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 Bam said is exactly it. Like like it it may just be one of those things that that it's a ticket sales thing. Like you've got to put you know fannies in the in in and in, you know, he's, and you know the, I, first off, I think people are running a little too far with this. Uh podcast comment where he said the Nets and the Heat, but like even, let's say that we're not, right? Like, if this guy wants to come here, I mean, what owner that has a you know, very small fan base is going to turn that down for for draft picks and Nicholas Claxton? I mean, give me a fucking break. It's so it it's not a great basketball move, but like it clearly makes them better and yeah, they may have to deal with some shit. And all right, we just lost uh, Bam for a second. But Eve, you're still here. Yeah, I'm here. I, yeah. I I have I have to agree. Like that's that's the thing that the irresistible thing that we're gonna find out what size is all about because this deal is there to be had. But for but for the reasons that Bam, you know, uh, expertly just laid out. Um, um, that's, that's why a deal, like something like this happens. It's just, what are you paying for? Like, like you have to look at the contract as a whole, as a, cause, cause those last two years, 58 and 62. Yeah. And, and you know, he's not going to be Dame Dame anymore. Well, he, hold on, but he like, why, like Steph Curry is 35, right? Yeah. Does Steph Curry not look like Steph Curry? Yeah, not, these are, these not are guys good. that bomb threes. They're not. He's, he looks like Steph Curry, but what what the Steph Curry that was winning seventy two games a season that that guy doesn't exist anymore. No, but he's still you know he still got them to the second round. He's still looking at if we're looking at this from like a championship or bust. Status like yeah, they're probably not going to win a title. I guess my thing is like so. So my thing is basically they have they they clearly have. And I'm not breaking any news. They have they have three different choices they can make. Right? They could 
do the complete and utter reset button, which I think Eve might be totally on the money and I will totally, because I have zero issue admitting when I'm wrong. Eve might be totally right. This idea that the third pick is, that is, is, is really out there is a joke. And this is whole, this, this whole time has been the Blazers just trying to push Dame out the door without pushing the best player in franchise history out the door. And Eve called that months ago. And we'll see if it ends up being. Be clear. Not just that he was good. There's, there's, there's teams that have players that were that were their best players that were great players, but the, but those fan bases hated that player. That 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 has happened in in the history of sports. Dame is their most beloved. Yeah, they love Dame. Like for in in their mind, like Dame is better than Steph Curry. Like that's not even a question. Like you talk to a a Portland fan, and that's how they feel about Dame. Like the the soccer moms, as Bill Simmons calls them, um, you know they they love Dame. So th- this is a tricky this is a tricky transaction for 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 them. And but, so yeah, and so no, and so my point was basically, you know, like they they could the Nets can either do some iteration of a reset, whether that's like trading bridges for maybe the Houston for the fourth pick or. We'll see what Portland does or any other teams that are that, that are actually trying to get better right now. They could go the, the quick fix superstar route, which is what this whole Lillard idea is. Or I think what Eve is really focused more on is because he thinks that, you know, these reset, these massive reset trades aren't really out there as much as Nets fans may think, is the whole, do you kick the can down the road loaded with, I think I read a New York Post article today that says the Nets have the fourth most ca- draft capital until 2029, which is pretty amazing considering they've traded their own picks. Um, and so do you basically kick the can down the road with some of their talent, you draft some guys, you hope that those guys develop, and basically you start creating what you already kind of had in 2019, which is a bunch of younger-ish guys who are on the rise, who a bigger superstar would want to play with, or you can use those pieces to get another superstar because they're they're not going to be in the lottery and even if they were they don't have their pick anyway and so is is that the best option and hope that you know next summer there's a bunch of free agents do they clear cap space do, does a guy like as Eve has mentioned on Twitter like does a guy like Shea get unhappy does a guy like you know Luca get unhappy does Giannis leave like are there are there missing are there, are there guys who uh, try to start to test the waters and the Nets have enough internal faith that, look, we've become a free agent destination, kind of like how Miami has basically uh, never done anything super rash because they kind of have this inner confidence that they're going to be able to get someone through free agency, which lately they've been able to do. So, I, I, it's, I mean, my, my opinion of why the Dame trade to me – is interesting and I only think it's really interesting if the deal isn't what I think all of us would be really upset about which is like almost all the Phoenix picks and or a Dallas pick and or you know one of the uh, the Philly pick that's left like that to me is like the disaster because then you're basically trading all your ammo to just have Damon and Bridges and Cam Johnson and that team is basically like a six seed, and if Dame gets hurt, you're in the lottery and you're a disaster. Sam, Having said that, here's, Sam, here's why it's a disaster. Here's here's why it's a disaster. Before before you go past that, the the reason why it's a disaster is because 
not not only are you not a, a contender after you've gotten him, you've li- liquidated assets. Why are they not a contender? Be- in the Eastern because Conference? they because they they're gonna go backwards. Why they're going to lose players in this trade that they need? Who? Claxton. Okay, you can't. They can't replace Claxton's eleven points and eight rebounds. That, but that's not that's not what he 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 gets. He gets more than that. Not really. That's like what he averages. They're, they're adding they're adding a thirty point scorer. So here's this is the weirdest thing about it. I I'm the most I feel like I should be the most skeptical about trading for Lillard because I don't buy Claxton, I don't buy Simmons, and I don't buy Bridges. You buy all those guys. So let's say just Claxton is gone. You're a Simmons guy. You're a Bridges guy. And now you had Dave. Why can't that team compete at the top of the Eastern Conference? Because it's a hollow team. Why? It's more hollow than it's it's more hollow of a team than 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 the KD Booker Suns. Why? What if you what if you it still no have Roy, like team, you still have DFS? They could that, still theoretically have Dimwitty in this in this in, in possibly. That's a horrible, horrible team. It's a horrible team? Yes. It's basically it's a horrible team. It's basically Portland last year. No, it's not. Not if not if Ben Simmons is what you think he's gonna be. If you think Ben no, Simmons ben, is gonna be good, which I, I actually Ben goes in this I, trade. No, well, hold on. Not so yeah, if they trade Ben and Claxton, then yeah, I would agree with you, but they're not gonna both go. Well, okay, well, all right, well let's okay, wait, wait a second. Let's, and, and let's Ben Ben is not ben, nobody wants Ben. Let's go on to the assumption. Based but that's off the, of what that's was the point said. I'm making. You're, you're selling Ben. You're selling Ben at, at. No, no, no. But Eve, let's assume. Well, all right, so we lost Eve for a second. But if let's assume that, let's assume that 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 the trade is what was said said yesterday by Shams and the Athletic, which was Dinwiddie and Harris, which is basically to make up salary plus picks, and that seemed like Claxton wasn't in, involved in the trade to me. In a lot of ways, that's the best case scenario because I think I would way rather include Dinwiddie and Harris than Simmons because Simmons' his value is so low that you have to add extra picks, and and there's, I also think that you there's can, also I, no I, point in trading Ben if you're getting Lillard. You, yeah, you're right. betting I mean, on you're hoping his upside comes back. Right. So that so so I think I mean look, Harris was a negative last year, and Dinwiddie to me was like he put up assist numbers, but they felt unbelievably hollow because he was so ball dominant and someone had to get an assist because someone else had to shoot. So like, I, I mean, I, I mean, me and you obviously were not that impressed with Dinwiddie's season last year. No, but if, if he were on the team still behind Lillard, that would be valuable. No. Yeah. That definitely helps. I just think that if you, I think the real question is if you make the Lillard deal, would you pre- like, would you prefer to give up more picks or would you prefer to, you know, include, like the Claxtons of the war, like the, a Claxton. I mean, obviously, I'd rather include Cam Thomas than give up a pick. That goes without saying. Yeah. But or Sharp or like I mean, I mean, any of these guys who I don't really think have any value at this point. I mean, my guess is that number one, I don't think Portland would want either of the Nets' picks this year because they already have three. They're already picking twenty third. Like they're going to want to add another player in the early twenties. I don't. I think they would probably want future picks. And I think for the Nets, you want to trade as few players as possible because the players would have value in trades along with their – like Claxton would have value in a trade for 
another guy. Defini Smith would have value in a, in a trade for another guy. Cam Johnson, a Cam Johnson-Claxton package may get you something. Right, right. And so, right, that's – I mean, that's kind of how I thought. I'd rather – at, at that point, if you're actually going for the – I think if you – look, I think the general thing that I haven't said that I want to say is if you get Lillard, and assuming that he doesn't have some, like, absolutely historic fall-off because the guy was an all-NBA player this year, and had he played probably, like, eight more games, he's probably first or second team all-NBA. I think he ended up being third. Like, I mean – and and he was also shut down. It wasn't even really injuries. Like he basically lost games towards the end of the year. Like if like assuming he doesn't have some momentous collapse, you should basically hope that two or three of that that that, that the next two to three years should be pretty good. And he's shown that even on his own, he's basically like a play in to like six seed guy. And then you put the other guys around that the Nets have and you hope like, okay, they're a four or five seed. Does Milwaukee get worse? Does Philly get worse? Like maybe the Knicks get yeah, a little bit. They, they would still be behind Boston and Milwaukee for sure. Right. Um, and then know, you have to I, see what happens with some of the young teams. Like does Orlando explode? Does, you yeah, know. They would probably join the mix of, you know, like the Knicks, Cleveland, Miami. Right. Exactly. And so, and so like to me at that point, if you get him, then you're basically saying, okay, we just basically got through the entire Harden trade and without, without, without basically surrendering any big lottery picks and we continued this like playoff streak that no one really cares about, but whatever, you're still competitive. And then you basically leave the Dame era in like whatever it is, 2026 or 27, what, like whatever fucking year it is with – with like with, with your picks back and you don't have other picks and whatnot but you you probably i mean depending on who else they have it's obviously years from now but your cap your your uh, your cap isn't as bad i mean and and you can basically restart again if you want to which is why to me that's why i mean that's why i've been going back and forth for a while about why it's not even close to the kg pierce trade because the only way this name trade becomes the kg pierce trade is if basically dame is it basically Dane becomes, you know, like Corey Joseph next year? Like it's, it's a rebound move, right? It's a rebound. And look, it's, I don't want them to, I don't want it to happen, but like, I'm also like, as the reality is setting in that this is becoming a realistic possibility. Like I said this in the chat the other day, I've watched some fucking brutal Nets teams there are bigger travesties than watching Lillard drop 30 for the next couple of years. He's not going to fall off a cliff in the next two years. Yes, maybe by year three, you start to see a decline. I don't think it's going to be like Darren Williams where he gets like totally zapped. No. Because he's not fat. He's not like a fat guard. He's small. He's slender. He's in shape. Yeah, and he also works his ass off. Yeah, I don't – and, he, you know, and his shooting is not going to just completely disappear. And again, I just don't like. I'm the probably the biggest like doubter of Bridges. I don't buy Claxton at all. I don't buy Simmons. Like I think these are like the Simmons and Claxton are very flawed. And I think Bridges is just like a really high end role player, good starter. Yeah. But like, if you don't think that, which is like what E, I don't know what the fuck happened to E's here, but 
he doesn't think that, like, what then, like, you would, I think he would be more optimistic about that roster. I mean, yeah, like, I, I if they like, gotta move Claxton, then you, whatever, like, they can find someone that could do what Claxton does. And, you know, Eves is such a piece of shit. I'm glad he <laughs> dropped off. The, what, what the hell happened? Here? <laughs> Fucking my phone died. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought happened. That's a class, class. So, well, let's just go back to where we were. So let's, like, if the team is left with this, Dame, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Simmons, Finney Smith, Royce, as, let's say, your top six to start post-trade. You don't think that that's a, a good roster to start with? You know, they obviously have to fill some spots. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's, that's fine. Um, uh, it's just that's, that's, not what's, that's not what it's going to be. What do you think it's I, – yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think – like, Portland's not going to want Ben Simmons. So, I think we can of, of scratch that. They, they will want Ben Simmons. Well, okay, let's say let's and say even if he... and they'll sell it and they'll sell it. They'll not only take Ben Simmons, they'll sell it as they'll sell it to Marks as oh, you know, you should be giving us another asset for taking Ben Simmons. That's 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 exactly but, okay, so, Simmons is gone, like Dinwiddie would probably wait, still be here. Let's, let, let's go based off the reporting that Shams did yesterday, which is let's say that it's Dinwiddie Harris and a bunch of picks, and it sounded Wait, like they wanted they would you, rather trade picks than trade Claxton. Who do you think is Sham's source? Okay, but look, I, I, I'm just saying, I think that Simmons, I think Simmons is going to remain. I truly think that in this type of trade, Simmons is going to remain a net because I think his because I think his value is so low that I think trading him is idiotic, and I think that. The Nets at this point have gone this far with him that I think he's going to be on the team. Like I, I, I have, I would be shocked if the Nets are like, you know what? We'd rather trade Simmons than Harris and Dinwiddie, and so let's give them an extra Phoenix pick. Like that to me, just that's it's completely illogical. Like I, I just don't see. And Simmons is and Lillard. You know what though? Up. You know what though? For the for the course for to make more moves, if they if Ben was just the salary piece basically plus the picks. It leaves the Nets with more assets to move because they would still have Dinwiddie, they would still have Harris as expi- big right. expiring contracts, and they still have Claxton. So I just think throwing together another Frankenstein monster. Right? Yeah. I guess my point is, I just think it's, I think it's crazy. I think if you're trading for Lillard, right? Bam. I mean, you basically, oh, Bam, you already said this. I think if you're trading for Lillard, then you have to at least convince yourself somewhat that this team has some capability of winning and that, and that is only done with assuming that, ben, that Ben gets back to some, to some version of what he was. Right. So I, I would, I would say I would prefer to keep him because he does represent the upside, but I do see the other side of it where it's like, well, if, if I just have to give up picks and Ben, all the players that I have and all the contracts that I have that value around the league, I still have, he doesn't have that value. Right, but you're never getting these type of picks again. What, what the Suns are going to be? At, you know, oh my God! Like, not even like next yeah. year. Yeah, dude, year, I don't. They're gonna be kind of good during the, the 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 during the regular season. But when they get into the playoffs, 
They're going to be beaten down. Yeah. KD's older. It's 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 going to be harder for them with these with these hollow teams that have that are just so top heavy. And yeah, I, look, I totally agree. And you know what I want? I want the Nets. I've been since the trades were made. I've wanted them to fully embrace the draft. But when we're if we're gonna like if every time we discuss Lillard, I just say, well, they should just trade everything. Then the conversation goes nowhere. Right. The conversation is if they're gonna do this, how do they do it the best? How's the best way to do it? And also, and they, and, and they've got to wait six months. And also, I and think six, we have to look. We oh, the, the the leverage perspective, which is that if Dame truly does want to be a net and or has interest in it, and as Chris Haynes said, they want to do right by him, then then you are widowing down the the options and the leverage. And it also that that the Blazers have, and it also kind of goes to show how unique the Nets KD situation was because the Nets and KD clearly had a handshake agreement that you're going to the Suns, and the Nets were still able to basically get everything and and more from them. And that obviously isn't the situation here. And the Nets would obviously be willing to. I, I think that it's not like the Nets are you know ha- have have a gun to their head and they need to get Lillard. Like they could obviously walk away if the deal becomes bad. But if Lillard says, you know, it's the Nets or Miami, I mean, the Nets have eons more to give up than than Miami does. I mean, like Miami can't Miami can't structurally do the trade. Why not? I mean, they could, but like they could if it's Hero and other stuff. But like, I don't even think Hero has that much value. Like, I don't know how much more value Hero has than getting, you know, like like DFS and, 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 or, or like, I think Claxton has way more value than hero does. And I don't well, here, know. Here's the thing though. If, if, if Miami called up Charlotte and said, Hey, we're looking for a third team in this trade, right? We'll give you Tyler hero. <coughs> we need a couple of picks back from you. Yeah. They're not going to give up the second pick, but a, a, a team like Charlotte and those teams that can never get players would suck a dick for a guy like hero to come in there and, Raise the floor of that roster. Sure, but the Nets, but the Nets could do that stuff also. I mean, the Nets could trade DFS or Royce or any or Dinwiddie or any of these guys to get another pick if they needed to. Sure, but like I think, like I think, like Miami could feasibly get like six picks and like you know they got the kid Vucevic on their bench, the rookie. You know that's a competitive offer, and Dame might be like, "Yeah, fuck that, send me there." You know that's a you know I would think he that would be his number one priority be go to Miami. It's a better place to live and a better team. An organization. Yeah. I, yeah, I, th- I, I, I think th- people are, like, discounting them a little too quickly. But for the sake of the conversation, we'll just stick with, what the you know, the net side of it. But, I mean, look, hmm. a lot of it also just depends on how many other teams are going to get involved in this. If it really is just them two, and if you assume that the six – I mean, look, if the Sixers want to give up Maxi, then that changes things. I don't think they're going to, but if they do – I mean, they should. Yeah. I mean, like – but 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 it sounds like that they're not going to because Haynes and other people have said that the Sixers don't have enough, which I assume means that Maxi's off the table and the Sixers have no picks and no other young talent. Well, the the, pro- the problem is again, Maxi would have to go to a third team because Portland is now drafting Scoot. They already have Simons. They already have Sharp. Like they're going to not probably want to add another backcourt player as part of the equation here. Send them to yeah. us. Eve, my question for you that I said – so I said this to Bam when uh, when we I lost you for um, – I, I said this to you when I had when – I, when, I, when we lost you earlier was 
do you do you at all subscribe to let's say they get right. Dame, right? And and they are basically a four, five, six seed for the next two to three years. And then you basically leave this era of the you basically leave the entire KD Harden era. KD Harden Kyrie Dame era with with your picks back from Houston and you're basically just restarting at that point. I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting um some play by play from from Trey. No, nah, you're who, good. Who just came in from hooping. You ready to go? Yeah. And, um... Hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm. I'm actually recording my podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So go ahead. No. So my point was Sorry, like Sam. what I what I said to you, what I said to Bam while you were gone earlier was you know if you get if you get Lillard let's say like and let's say the next two to three years they're competitive but nothing crazy whatever are you then like are, can you then at least say you know, we went through this entire KD, Kyrie, Dame, Harden era from 2019 to, let's say, 2026, seven years or whatever. We were competitive. We never won a title. But now we get all of our picks back because the Houston trade is over. And even though we lost the – and even though we don't have that many picks from the original KD it's deal, really we basically are starting off clean. Sam, I'm sorry, Mark. I heard like maybe nothing. Can you hear me? <laughs> well, it makes for good podcasting. Um, the no, but yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? I I hear you. Okay, good. My my point was basically just if you get Dame, you're competitive for the next three years, and then you can basically leave the Kyrie, KD, Dame, Harden era by saying, you know, we were competitive for the last seven years. Now we have all our picks back because the Harden trade stuff is over. We never had to give up any of our lottery picks. And we basically restart blank slate in like 2026 or seven, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's 2028, 2029. That's a long, that's a, that's a far, far away. Oh, Sam, that's really distant in the future. Well, so Lillard is, let me see, Lillard is signed. So Lillard has a player option. For the 26-27 season for $63 million. How, how old will he be? So that's what? That's four years from now. So he'll be 36 turning 37. So he'll obviously opt into that. <laughs> Very obvious. <laughs> so. Hey, man. Whoever's, whoever's left holding that grenade is, is the one who loses the game. The, the, the question would be, like, I don't like I said when you were off. I don't think he's gonna get zapped like Darren Williams. He's not fat, so he's not. I don't think he would fall off a, a, a cliff entirely. I think he, he'll have a more gradual decline. His shooting says says yes, but his injuries. He's just gonna be more injured, slower, lose a step. That's 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 not what's going to happen. That's what the likeliest thing to happen. Yeah, look, they shouldn't do this because I think there are bigger there are bigger fish that are going to come loose. The, the the Nets if the Nets want to compete soon, the best thing to do is kick the can down the road and use the offseason to get rid of guys that don't have futures here to get more assets or more players for those types of trades. 
But, you know, the question is if they go this route because there's no guarantee of other players coming here, how can they best put it together? And, uh, you know, if, if it's Claxton, let's say Claxton, Harris, Dinwiddie, Bam, and a I couple promise picks, you there's going to left. be a moment. At, Bam, I promise you there's going to be a moment. If they're calm, if the Nets are calm six months from now, Dame's value could be something completely different. Like, we could get Dame and get Dame Lillard, like, like, you know, on the cheap. And it all it takes is six months. Yeah, look, I mean, maybe, look, but... Look, look uh, I, if I'm him, I get injured. Because <laughs> why gut your team? Why gut the team you're going That's to? not gutting the team, though. I'm sorry, just no, not. You need clash, like... You want to run that pick and roll with Claxton. Well, I mean. You don't want a watered down version of the Nets. You want an intact version of the Nets for you to just add yourself to what they already have. If they do this trade, I want them to do it where they keep Claxton, but then they trade Claxton in a separate deal for a center that can play in the playoffs. That's what I want. Sleeping on my guy Claxton. Yeah, he's a fucking flagpole is what he is. That, it, it, it don't look good. The workouts don't look good. The, the body doesn't look like... I feel like I could beat the shit out of Nick Claxton. <laughs> hey, listen, you can't. <laughs> but I understand why you think... You, like, you I, feel like I, I feel like if we got on the ground, I would out-wrestle him. He's he's light. But he's also a um, a supreme athlete. Professional athlete, prime physical condition. Yeah, he would obviously beat the fuck out of me, but <laughs> you know, like it's just like he, you know, he he can't beat the fuck out of the centers he's competing against, and that's he's, the problem. Like that's his problem. That's his problem. Like every time, you know, his fanboys say, "Oh, he could guard one to five. He can." And the problem is he can't guard his. He's a five, and he can't guard other fives well. He right. can't. He can't stand his ground because he's too light in the ass. And um, and he, I think he knows it, but I just think the Nets developed him wrong. Do you think this is going to happen? Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's. I think the Nets are irresistible to this type of stuff. This is the. T- I I told you years ago, you know, man. I told you years ago. The Nets are always going to have players, and players are always going to come to the Nets. And this is just yet another one that wants to come to the Nets. And because of the and be, and I, not because of anything that I I don't think the club is thinking like I'm thinking. I think they're thinking like you're thinking. And I think if I'm Joe Sy and I'm losing hundreds of millions of dollars, at least let me. Let me let me enjoy it. Let at least let it be. Let let Barkley Center be lit. The, the the thing is, the Nets the Nets have no identity as a franchise. They have no staple player. And like I, when this offseason started, and everybody in the chat was telling me I'm crazy because I wanted to trade this guy and that guy and and their mothers. Like the Nets don't have a franchise player that you can say this is our guy. Um, what they it looks like what they're going to become is. The team where they take everybody else's guy for like the last couple of years of their primes. Yeah. Well, look, what they're I, doing is 
I hate a, I hate being that team. So yeah. I mean, look as a as a long suffering as a long suffering Mets fan that's seen almost every Hall of Fame player spend the end of their careers with Mets, starting with Willie Mays, which I obviously I didn't see, but you know, seeing like Roberto Alomar and now Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and everyone in between come here and and have their worst years as a team, I I do understand Eve's fear with this, with this happening because it does kind of feel that way. I mean, look, what the Nets have done is different because they got D will in his prime. They got Katie and Kyrie in their primes. Like they, I mean, they got Kyrie in there, his prime. I don't know about KD. I mean, Katie, I think it was, I mean, Katie, I mean, Katie had some pretty, I mean, Katie's, it it wasn't like he, I mean, he didn't really fall off. No, but again, we got the end of the prime. And so, and, and, and so uh, I get, like, I get also, it. Like, but you have to look at Kyrie. Kyrie's not, you're not going by a biological clock. You're going by a cuckoo clock. The longer you have him, you know something is going to happen. Some, some off the wall crazy shit is going to happen because of who he is. He, he can't help himself. He'll find yeah. the line somehow. And I think another fear with Lillard is, he doesn't give a fuck about the Nets. So if he comes here and after two years, they're basically what Portland's been, he may say, well, you know, fuck this. Yeah, I think that's the that to me is the is the scariest part. The scariest part is if he goes to us and he's still losing, and but now he's in New York and he's got the New York media saying like, and not, not that obviously the Nets are covered the way the Knicks are, but nonetheless, and he's got people telling him, you know, because he's on first take and people were like, you know, Lillard didn't get enough criticism when he was in Portland. His team should have actually done better. As we're seeing in New York, he doesn't really affect winning that much. Then does the then does he want like his version of the quick fix? And even though he's always been against doing that, does does he, you know, wanna go to Miami or go to Boston or go to Philly or go to the Lakers or whatever like or go back to right. Portland? Whoever's good is. at that time, right. Right. And and the, and the thing is for him to be successful, ultimately successful, you have to completely pervert the team. You have to have a completely different center. You have to have a completely different power forward. It's. I actually think him and a theoretical Ben are a great match. <laughs> yeah, so do I. You, you there? <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I did. I would. I, I'll. I'll bet you. Let's. Let's. Let's place a bet on that. Let's place a bet on that. On what exactly? Later term. That if if the trade happens, if the trade happens, Ben is not involved. <laughs> okay. Are you okay, there? I, Are you alive? I, I don't want him. I'm, I'm I'm there. I'm here. I don't want him in in the trade. I don't right, but you're saying he would be. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think. I, I, I don't, I don't think Ben, I don't think Ben Simmons is a is a Sean Marks guy. I think he, Sean Marks, would look at it like at, look look at Ben like you know somebody that oh I got him I got his money off thank God like I, I I really think that's how he views him and I just I just think. Sean Marks has a has a poor point of view. You know who wow. this trade would absolutely fuck over? Who? Grant. Jeremy Grant. Oh, yeah. He's Because no one is paying no, but, him what Portland will. Right. 
Right, he's stuck. He would be fucked. Because his free his free agency, he becomes a free agent, and I don't think Portland would have interest in bringing him back, and I don't think he's getting that forty million from anybody else. The Nets need to have patience. Hundred percent. Because the way you build a team is through trial and and you know what I'm saying? error. You're, you you got to at least believe in something. Have a vision of a team. Let that team go to the playoffs and fail. So okay, I think Let, you know what I'm saying. Let I, I'm just saying like if you no, I know what you mean. We keep looking at Denver as of Denver as of right now. Previously, people looked at Denver as a team that was, yeah, it's they're kind of good, but they're never going to win anything. And and we were wrong. These teams, I'm, and I'm not saying there's a Jokic in the wings or, or, or anything like that. I'm just saying if they if they basically accentuate what they have, they could be a good team that finds out who they are. They can have they can have an identity. But those things take time. Those things take investment. And the Nets play in New York City. There's no time. There's no time for investment. There's, you know, as good of players as as we could put on the floor. That's gonna attract the crowd. That's that's what we got to do. And, and and so that's what I. See. So my question for you guys is is what's the what's the breaking point? Because obviously, look. If the trade was Dinwiddie and Harris and just the 21 and 22 pick this year, which is obviously not what it's going to be, I think all of us are saying yes. Like, even even with the money, you basically say yes because you're not really giving up that much of value. You're giving up two expiring contracts for, for guys that – I mean, Harris isn't good anymore and Dinwiddie, it's, it's whatever. Is, is Claxton in the trade? No, no, no. I'm saying let's like – so that's what I'm at. I'm asking what's the threshold of when it – because I think that's what's interesting for the purpose of like this podcast is when do you go from, you know what, I would do it to fuck like 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 uh, n- n- now it's too steep. So like is it one is – it, is it one I, Phoenix I pick? Up, I would give up our protected, our protected first, a couple of them because we have a couple of protected first. They can have those, and and you can have Dinwiddie, and you can have Harris. What if you put protections on the Phoenix pick so that you get them if, if Phoenix still sucks? Top fifteen protected. What? All right. What if it's what if it's top? What if it's like top six protected? No, I can't do it. Bam. What about you? Um, like, what's the threshold where you're where you're like, and, and now I'm walking away. Like, is it multiple? Like, I, look, I, like, I just don't really. I have no gauge at this point of what Lillard's value is because, as Eve has said, and he's right, Lillard's a six a, a six two or six one thirty three year old point guard that that he's not Kevin Durant. So even though Durant just got this massive pile of assets, like Lillard isn't considered one of the 15 best players ever. So I just I don't know what his any, value any, is. Anything beyond three unprotected picks. You're not going to... They're not getting Damian Lillard for pennies for a protected... Pick. They're going to have to pay. That's, that's how this goes. Matt, in six months, if they're thinking th- strategically, 
in six the, months. The six months doesn't exist because if he's getting traded, it's if, now. If the Nets don't trade him, somebody else is going to get him. So they can't wait six months. You're right. They let, let's just to be clear. You are right. This is not the right move. But they're if they're going to make it, like we we think this is heading in that direction. They're not going to steal this guy. It's going to they're going to have to pay. And it, to me, like anything beyond, like like if they did the two Phoenix, they have two picks left from Phoenix, right? Twenty five and twenty seven. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. So let's, say no. they did 20, let's say they did 25 and 27 Phoenix unprotected, and then the, they said you'll the, get the best of our 29 pick. But with three but picks the and 20. The negotiation that you're not thinking of is that no one in the NBA wants to be left holding the bomb of 63 million. That's not true. There's plenty like, of no teams that would love to have Damian Lillard. I, I can't see it. I you don't think you don't think Milwaukee I, would I want him right I now? Teams, I don't think teams want to sign Kyrie. Yeah, because because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> you don't think you don't think Dallas would take him or or Boston or uh, Milwaukee? The, the the point is they can't. Phoenix. The point is they can't. Like when you look around at who could really trade for or give anything of 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 meaningful. Like who could give picks for him? Boston, Boston, Boston could trade like Marcus Smart, Horford to make the salaries work, and give up all their picks and swaps. I also, Eve, I also think you have to realize there's a lot of contracts of players that are really good whose last years of their deals are going to be terrible. I mean, Jimmy Butler in 25-26 has a player option for fifty-two million dollars. I mean, and Jimmy's body is is has gone through way more than Dame's has. Listen, Jimmy's I'm, about to turn thirty-four years old. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm, but I'm, okay. I'm. How I'm about relenting. Cleveland? I'm, I'm relenting. I'm, I'm relenting and saying fine. Let, let's do it. I just. I'm not relenting. They shouldn't do it, but I'm trying so, to look. Okay, it but out. so, 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 Bam, if it's three unprotected, so let's say it's the twenty-five Phoenix pick unprotected, the twenty-seven uh, Phoenix unprotected, and like the Dallas one. In twenty nine, is that too, is is that too much? Are you are no? You I think that I think that's a I think that's a fair price along with. Oh my god! Not if I'm get, but I'm not giving up Claxton in that. Yeah, I think you can't. You obviously can't give up Claxton then. Right. So I think at that point, you now you're just saying like let's maybe, you know, Dinwiddie and Harris to make the the finances work. You know, probably likely with Dinwiddie being sent to a third team and. You know, whatever they get for that, it goes back to Portland. I think that leaves you with the team that has still has two first round picks this year. Still has you'd have tradable players in Cam Johnson, Claxton, Finney Smith, Royce, all would have value in trades to make the next move. And then yeah, like you've said before, it's another Frankenstein team slapped together that we're gonna hate and their players are gonna hate us on their way out and we're gonna hate them, but it'll be, you know, It'll be like um, it's rebound sex after what just happened uh, with the, and you know, the last and, it's, and and what's worse is we're gonna go through all of this bullshit for two years. Yeah, for two, for two years of just I agree. A quick, quick fix of just like I we, think uh, we, the Nets try to be relevant. They don't try to win games. They're absolutely, to be relevant. they are the the Nets are the most. Uh, 
that fans, it's, it, the Nets have a weird fan base because I see people like, them like make fun of the Knicks and shit, and like yeah, like the Knicks have sucked, but the Nets are the biggest little brother franchise in New York. It's and it's not even close. The Mets, the Jets, the, you know, they have like carved out their own. The Nets have no niche here. They you they know. have to earn that, right? And the the, the best way to earn that, it, like, you you were talking with um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Reek on 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 Twitter. Uh, I think it's Wall Street. He calls himself or something like that. But uh, he's a good good tweeter. He's a smart fan. The the best way for the Nets to do that is to build a brand. Yeah, their own guys, but they just they don't they 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 never have stable ownership. And this is what you get. You get guys just smacking shit together. And it probably yep. is going to happen. And we, and I'll be. We haven't had the same team. You know that's one. That's something that gamblers look at. Gamblers will look at a one team's continuity versus the others, and have the worst continuity in the in the in the league in, in the association. You know the, the the one time the Nets made the finals in their in their history, they drafted for three or four years, and and they were guys that nobody was in love with, right? Van right. Horn, Kittles, Martin. Then they make the draft day trade for Jefferson and Collins. Yep. And then they got Kidd, who was the guy that tied it up. Like the Nets never have a foundation that they add to. When the Nets build teams, it's completely brand new all at once. Right. Joe Johnson, Darren Williams, slap them together. The, yep. the, the, the big three, you know, and look, I'm not going to complain about that strategy because it almost worked, but. Again, there was no foundation. Every foundation is gone when they start. It's, and this probably be the same thing. Like, they're going to throw this together, and they probably will. You know, they'll probably trade for, like, Carl Anthony Towns or some shit. We're Look, and, and in, the last, in the last 20 years, even uh, – so, so the, the Kmart pick doesn't even count anymore. In the last 20 years, even though they've had a lot of bad seasons, they've only had two top 10 picks. I mean, yeah. they've, they've, they've traded picks. They've – I mean, they like they drafted Lopez. They traded Favors. They drafted uh, like Antoine Wright at, at fifteen. Terrence and, uh, Williams and Terrence Williams at eleven. And like they just they're not they're not a team like you know the the, the war like the Warriors were irrelevant for for a while for about twenty years. And you know they draft their own in Curry and Memphis drafted their own guy with uh with with, with Jaw and even before that like. Making basically, I mean, Marcus all barely played with the Lakers ever, but like getting him and and everything that and and getting Conley and whatnot. Like, I mean, the Nets just but, don't. But Sam, you know what? You that. know what those teams have in common with a lot of those Nets teams? They stayed together and they kept those cores because they couldn't do anything else. That's that's that those. You know, when you don't have any choices, you tend to make good. You, you know, when your choices are limited, right? You, you have to be to more make, prudent, right? And the Nets no, look at true. it as we'll just the Nets are going to look at this like, hey, if after two years this has to get blown up, well, no problem. Like we'll we'll trade Bridges and recoup assets. We'll trade Cam Johnson and we'll recoup assets. We'll trade if Claxton is here, still here, we'll recoup assets. We'll trade uh, Dame and we'll get you know something back for him. Maybe we buy him out or whatever the case may be in year four. But they'll that, just play, and then ambitious. we'll just do this again. Like we'll just do it again. That's, that's ambitious. Believing that you'll be able to trade Dame in thir- at thirty-five. You know what? <laughs> every every Russell Westbrook got traded. 
Russell Westbrook got traded. No, I will cut. say, and I don't know about you guys, seeing what the packages that we're talking about for Dame and what we're comfortable with and what we think it's going to end up being and whatever does give me a lot of solace about what they got back in the KD trade. Cause it does seem like, you know, like, like people said at the time that, or some people said at the time that, you know, what the Nets got back for Phoenix was actually like way more than what people actually realize. And when you, and when you really compare it, I mean, getting four unprotected picks and a swap, and three rotation guys, two one of which is might be an all star this year. The other is like a really good, a really good solid player. And then Crowder, who they obviously flipped. Like, I mean, I'd be shocked if Lillard got basically like almost even half of that. I mean, what we're talking about with the Nets is Dinwiddie and Harris and and a couple of unprotected picks. So they they basically the, the Nets the the, the Nets for as unlucky of a franchise as they are. They got lucky that the new owner came in and essentially made the trade because the GM was not making that trade in Phoenix. No way. Wasn't happening. No, the GM, I think the GM would have done like Cam Johnson, Aiden, and like two or three of those picks or something. I, and, and so like, I, I think if this trade happens, it'll be after the draft. Phoenix is, uh, Portland is not going to rush this. It, it, to me, it's going to be a complicated trade. I think they're going to say, all right, we don't really want any of your young players, probably outside of Claxton. And the Nets are going to probably say, well, we want to keep Nick Claxton. So they're going to probably have to go the route of finding them picks in next year's draft through using Finney Smith or Royce or Dinwiddie or all of them. It's going to be a complicated team where there's a a deal where there's multiple, multiple teams in. I don't think you're going to see a clean one-to-one trade. Yeah, Probably not. Probably not. That, but uh, again, it's not that I don't love Dame. I, I, it's not. I have right. a problem, with Dame. It's, it's likelihood. And, and what I would like to see this organization do. I would like to see this organization held responsible for developing their teams, for figuring out a basketball vision. This is how we're going to play. You know when. Right. When this I, is this is video games. What the Nets are doing, basically. Right, every like imagine it's and it's not and it's not even like light names either. Even Blake Griffin is still Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Like we're adding, we're adding Lamarcus all. Adding, we're adding these personalities in this name, and I think, and I think to a certain degree, the fan base is kind of addicted to it. It's like if nothing is happening with the Nets, it's something something bad must be happening. No, so the net and, fan base is I, addicted to it because it's a weird fan base. We don't have a lot of diehards. They just simply don't exist. You know, like, you know, it's growing. Right. It's getting there. But, like, a lot of it is contingent upon there being an attraction in that arena. And, and, and that, that's what this is all about. And it sucks for us as fans, but it's not a high school They've basketball program. Hurting. They gotta, they gotta fill that fucking building. No, you know? they have to earn it. Right. They have to earn it. They need to. They got a banner on the on, on the wall. They gotta. They they have to say it's different because right now, and and I also think this is important. The Nets don't don't have many years of um missing the playoffs. No, it, 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 in like Brooklyn it. they've made it. They just—they—they're not making deep runs. They're not making meaningful. No, runs. they have two second round. 
right. fetishes. I think out of seven or eight right. appearances in Brooklyn. Right. And and they have to they have to take the next step. They have to they can't I think the Nets could possibly damage their brand irreparably if they just if they if they joke this very wishy washy with a, with losing seasons, you know what I mean, and and draft picks aren't coming from it. I, I don't I don't think that that poisonous pill is something that that this. So, but to that point, to that point, I think they are worried that hey, look, as constructed, we're probably looking at a play-in spot, yeah, and 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 there is no mm-hmm. draft pick to to turn to. Yep. So Sean, Sean Marks, who, you know, may feel like his tenure is, you know, on the hot seat, perhaps, yep. is like, well, fuck that. I'm going to make sure I'm in the goddamn playoffs. Yep. And, I, and then the Nets, can, the Nets would always be able to sell, we're a move away. And they'll eventually make that move. And it'll probably be for somebody I hate, like Carl Anthony Towns or some shit like that. And, you know, so this is the problem is, it, it, you know, it, there's a, there's real people making these decisions and they have all their own motives yeah. that don't necessarily align with a smart fan who says, hey, I'm OK with them taking a step back and We're, trying to build this thing the proper is, way. That's that's which not is a real failing of, of Joe Sod. Uh, right? Yes, I, I think if yes, if, if you're Joe Sod, you failed the the fan base and the organization by not firing Sean Marks and or 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 or, or, or not like finish yeah finish let me finish let me just, because it's the, the or is important right it it's he doesn't have four years based off of everything that's happened he can't he can't have another head coach fail and another team underperform underperform because the organization is not good enough. So what so what that does is it 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 exposes us to to a to a fan base that can't you know like there's nothing to sell to them really. Like <laughs> what he should have done with Sean Marks is if he wasn't going to fire him, they should have announced an extension. Yep. And and giving him faith behind it, where Sean doesn't like if if you're like if you're gonna keep him, right? You have to say, I'm not expecting you to turn this thing back around in one year because that exposes us to a rash decision being made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, it's why I've always said, and I and I maintain it, and I feel very strongly about it that the biggest moment in Nets franchise history especially Brooklyn was the not winning the John wall lottery because John, because wall was a big enough name and he had the superstar quality that you actually could convince a rebuild of it because he himself was already a quote unquote like star when he came in and it would have actually led them to go down the path of youth. And obviously they get the third pick and everything, everything uh everything changes right before and they and they wanted to have a star when they moved into Brooklyn and I think Wall could have been sold as that and instead the team has never ever once gone down that hole of just having a guy who's their guy I mean look as you guys said even someone like Kidd who 
everyone, I mean, especially people like, you know, people like me who are, if you're like between the ages of, you know, late twenties to 40, like I think of kid as like the net, even though the nets were his third team, you know, like, Right, and he fucking came back and coached us, and then fucking you know. Yeah, and then and then and then like took a shit on the franchise, so like and and tried to stage a coup. Like, I mean, it's 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 obviously he he basically tried to overturn the election on the Nets. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's I mean it's a it's a franchise that has never really once done the whole reset, except when except and I think that's why Nets fans for a while had such strong positive feelings for Sean Marks because they were like, wow, we really fucked up this time with Billy King. We, we went star hunting and we went for the wrong stars who were also old and were about to retire and have no picks. And because the Nets had no other choice, they actually, you know, used salary to get picks and got younger and got pieces and got reclamation projects and got undrafted guys that were good and whatnot. And then obviously when the Nets had the chance, they did what every franchise would have done. But, but that's all to say, you know, in, in moments like this where they're in limbo, which they have been many times, the Nets don't usually go for the let's strip it all down and start over. And that's, yeah. I think that is in large part because they, they've switched GMs a lot. They've had different – they've had unstable ownership. And as Bam said, and I feel strongly about this, like these GMs are people too, and they're looking over their shoulder and, want, and they have one of the 30, you know, quote-unquote most – elusive best jobs in in sports especially in the nba and they don't want to lose it and i think that you know that's why like someone like presty is able to do what he does because he has job security and he knows that and his and his city is okc like that's more like a college town right the the nets the nets are you know uh they're vagabonds they you know they've they they, they've never really had a home they've you know they're, they're trying to build one here and they, but they've never had like a person that is the leader of the Nets, whether it's a player, coach, GM for an extended period of time that sets the standard. It's just never happened. They've never drafted a player of that quality. And, you know, the one guy they had that did that for a while was Kid. And, you know, he shit on the Nets, basically. Look, I mean, since, I mean, look, like I basically became a Nets fan in the late nineties. And since then the Nets have had, they've had what, like basically like five or six different owners. They've had, you know, uh, like four or five general managers. I think they've had, I mean, they've had like, I mean, since, since like 2000, I don't even, I think they've had like maybe 11 coaches. I mean, they three different arenas, three different. I I was about to say, I've gone to three. I mean, I started with continental then went to Newark for, for years at the end of high school. Like I, I, like I've, you know, it's uh, yeah. You're right. It's a team that basically has been at, like everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. You know, the, the Nets finally got to the cool table in the lunchroom the last few years, and I don't think they want to lose their seat. So they yeah, need to no, bring. I, it, they I, need. They need a new sexy bitch with some big ass titties to validate them. And the that's way, so where Dame Lillard comes in. Since 99, so basically since I started really following sports, the Nets have had 15 different coaches. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you know, I was trying crazy. to remember the guy's name who was the interim after Lionel Hollins. I forget it now, but I looked it up and I was like, I don't even remember. Tony Brown. Guy. Is that Yeah, I'm like when I saw him, I'm like, I don't even remember this guy. Like I don't think I even watched like that those last like 15 games of that year. I just pictured his face. 
I can't believe they hired Lionel Hollins. <laughs> like, the, that about, year and a half was just brutal. Like, talk about just exposing how bad. Like, Billy King isn't bad for the Celtics trade. Billy King is bad for the Gerald Wallace trade. Billy King is bad for yeah. for for what what he accepted. Like you're taking on this Joe Joe um, Johnson contract. Like the whole NBA knows this contract is horrible. Yeah, that that was honestly his best trade though. Results wise, because Joe he, Joe he delivered. Joe, for, Joe is great. That's that's why we look at it as 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 it wasn't bad. But at the time. The reputation, what the vibe, the, the the climate around the league was that Joe's contract was yeah. terrible, and they should never have given that much up for him. They 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 paid what he was worth, and he didn't have to do that. Right, taking that contract is he the best Brooklyn Net? Yes. So you guys said Joe. I mean, it's yeah. probably KD, but I mean. I thought- I thought Joe. Joe I thought Joe was an unbelievable net. I, I think he. I think he basically was one of those people that got defined by his contract. And I think he. I thought he was a really, really, really good net. He was the only guy in that era that lived up to his end of the bargain. I thought like, he, if he was to, healthy. If he was healthy, we win that Chicago. That, that I thought he was. Yes. I thought he was. Um. I thought he went toe to toe with LeBron even pretty well in the in the Heat series. Yeah, but yeah. like so, Darren. Darren. Didn't play up to his capabilities. Brooke got hurt. Garnett and Pierce, you know, they were what they were at I mean, that they point. Were, yeah. But if yeah. there, it was really if Darren was uh, the player he was in Utah, and Brooke was healthy, that team had a. They probably would have never beat the Heat. Big no, three, they couldn't have beat but the Heat. They yeah. could have certainly been like the perennial number two team in that conference. They could have been right there with the Pacers at that time. Correct. They they would have stole one. They the. That would have been a team that could have stole one, like because the Heat were figuring themselves out, and it's not like it was killers on in the West Coast that got them. I mean, yeah, Dallas is good and all, but I feel like I, the Nets could have put that thing together, man. That Chicago series loss was bad too because it killed. It, it, they, yeah. they overreacted to it. Right. Well, they look as someone who was. I, I always say, as someone who was at the Nate Robinson game, they. They were so nervous about always playing three on five on offense because Gerald Wallace um, and Reggie Evans couldn't shoot that they then thought like, oh, let's get KG and Pearson there and then it'll clear everything up. Right. And that's and that's and, and that's and essentially that solves, our, that solves our toughness problem. Like that's that's not how you get tough. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't implant toughness. It right. That that it, so the heat Guys come to the Heat and become tough because it's the DNA of the franchise. Right. The Nets, the Nets can murder somebody without a trace. Well, and by the way, because there is no DNA here. And that's nope. the that that's the last thing for me that I, that I want to say, which is I think the one thing that I am scared about, and this is why at the end of the day I'm on your guys' side about totally about resetting. And what really scares me about the Dame trade is, I think a lot of people are looking at the Heat right now and they're saying, look. Jimmy's like good, but not great. And like they're in the finals. So why can't we do that? And then if there's an injury, you steal a finals here. And I think the one thing that gets overlooked in all those conversations is like the Heat have the best coach in basketball by leaps and bounds. They have the best culture in basketball by leaps and bounds. They have the best GM or president of basketball operations in basketball history. And like 
it's not like and, and they have an owner that doesn't that doesn't meddle. Yeah, and so like people keep on thinking that it's like some coincidence that the Heat are the eighth seed to make the finals, and it's like no, like there's a reason why this happened. Like they're like like not every if the Bulls were the eighth seed, they weren't making the finals. If the Nets were the eighth seed, they weren't making the finals. Like this is there's something special about what's going on in Miami, and it's disrespectful to say you know well if the Nets get Dame, why can't the Nets be Miami? And I could say. You know what? Because Jock Vaughn would probably wouldn't even make it as an assistant on Spo's staff. Like, <laughs> you know, and look, hey, uh, then that's going to be able to beat Giannis, right? Wow. <laughs> you know, probably not. But it, look, this trade will accomplish a couple things. It would keep them relevant. It would keep their their building filled, and it'll keep them in the top six of the playoffs for the foreseeable future. And if those are your goals, they will accomplish them. Look, and what you and what you hope is one assuming that they trade Phoenix or Dallas picks, you hope that one and and or both of the guys that you pick at 21 or 22 are actually good. Right. Or at least, you know, become viable assets. So, my last thing, gun to your head is this happening? Uh I I actually I, I actually don't think so. I think I think Portland's going to go really far down the line. And I think in the end, they're going to give it one last shot with, with Dame this year. Darbos. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely getting traded. I just hope Sean Marks has an epiphany. And Is he getting traded to the Nets? Oh, Jesus. No, I'm praying. No, no. <laughs> Eve, well, Eve, Eve just to be different, nervous. I'll say it happens. You think it does happen, man? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fifty-fifty. I think, yeah. I think, I don't think it would just be the Nets in Miami. I think other teams will get in the, involved. Teams that are like on the borderline of contention would try to get involved. Yeah. Um, you know whether and and that's you really hope that doesn't happen because that could make you know. The, you know, Marks pushed the nuclear button because he'll go to the end of the earth to get his what he wants. Yeah. And I don't think he has the uh, patience to say, well, hey, look, this is too much for me. I'm out. I yeah. think he'll, he'll empty the clip, but we'll see, man. Look, the draft is in 12 days. It's going to be here sooner I, than later. I, I, need, I just want to make sure that before before we sign off, I just want to have my piece and then and I'll leave it alone. Teams like that, the when Sean Marks used to say the don't skip steps thing, I, I I really wanted to believe it. And now I know that we're not that. I know that. I know that. I'm silly of me to buy into the fairy tale of what the Brooklyn Nets were supposed to be as a as right. an organization. It, this would be this would be skipping steps. They didn't skip steps with Durant and those guys. That that was the proper time. They built it. They had the free. The guys came for free, right? We didn't have to send anything out the door to yep. get them. Right. This right. is a cert, like a, hey, we don't want to be the, the eight seed, the nine seed. So let's just smash our way into the five seed, six seed, four seed. Yep. And, but, so all I'm saying is there's a better way to do this. You find someone that could be a part of your organization. Go out and find your Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is not like some talent that you can't find others that are better than his. It's, it's not, you're not, I'm not saying go get a LeBron. I'm not saying go get a Chris Paul. 
I'm saying go get a Jalen Brunson level of good player and put him with your team in a core nucleus that you could let grow and fail together and 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 build an identity together. For, try to be the same for two years. <laughs> Please. He's realizing... Because all, all, all that's going to happen with, with, with Dame is you're going to get that immediate adrenaline, uh, adrenaline, adrenaline hit, that sugar rush, all of those bad carbs. You're going to get that. You're going to get that feel. And then guess what? Then you're going to be called a genius. Yo, Sean Marks is a genius for finding a way to get, get um, Damian Lillard's contract off the books. You, you moron. Go get a young point guard. Still fucking um Anthony from Portland. Not not Dame, not the 33-year-old. Go get the 24-year-old who's averaging 20 plus a game right now. What would he be if he had the lead role? What would he be if, if Dame Lillard wasn't having a 50% usage rate and 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 just chucking? I would like to see <laughs> Bill. Sean Marks, I know you listen to this fucking pod. Build a team, you lazy bastard. I'm sorry. He was realizing that uh, he, I think you said in the past that Trey likes wearing Nikes, but in no time he's going to be asking for like the Dame Nines or whatever he's at. <laughs> the, the sacrilege. There will be no Dame Nines in my house. Throwing out the KD <laughs> jersey and immediately getting the new Dame one. Oh, hey, Sam, God. can we live stream on this thing? Uh, no, that we'd have to do through YouTube. Maybe for the draft. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. But. All right, guys. Enjoy this the weekend. And, Eves, you still got to do your GM thing, man. So, yep. early yeah. next week, let's get to it. All right. Peace, guys. Pop on.